You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. Welcome back. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. Almost every Monday for 25 years, a group of Kansas City musicians has come together for something called the Rural Grit Happy Hour. In honor of that big quarter century anniversary, a producer, Hallie Jackson, took a trip there earlier this week, and she's got this postcard. Monday nights don't start out busy at the Brick, a low-key bar and grill in the crossroads. But around 6 o'clock, the place starts to fill up. And not just with people. Guitars, fiddles, banjos, even a standing bass are carted in too. And people start showing up and it kind of changes from being this sleepy little, you know, mermaid bar. Yeah. Yeah, and just a little bit more strange and interesting happenings for a period of time. That's Mark Smeltzer. He runs the sound at Rural Grit Happy Hour a showcase of American roots music that's been housed at the Brick for the last two decades. If you come to the happy hour for any length of time, then the odds of you getting on stage increases like every single time. That's how the way the show is. is we like people to you know, participate, especially people that don't think they should. You know, that's like, those are the people that you want. The medicinal qualities of music, it's not important that you... Um, are a YouTube sensation. It's a little tricky to explain just what Rural Grid is. It's kind of a concert. Sometimes there's a featured band that'll perform for much of the show. But other times, it's on those who show up to perform in a curated sort of showcase. That's how it was on Monday. The unpredictable nature of the show is one of the things that Brett Hodges loves most about Rural Grid. He's been a regular at the show for more than 10 years. It is never the same twice. You may have six people playing horns one week, and 30 people playing basic stringed instruments the next week, so it's never the same. After a while, music starts, and over a few hours, performers span all types of American roots music. Old country, blues, bluegrass, folk, covers, and original songs. The same way they have for 25 years. Thank you. 
That was our producer, Hallie Jackson, talking about the Rural Grit Happy Hour. Turns out that the Rural Grit Happy Hour is celebrating its 25th anniversary this weekend. And here to tell us more about it is Kim Stanton. She's been the organizer of the event since uh, the, uh, the whole thing started 25 years ago. Kim, good to have you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Also here is Betsy Ellis, a fiddler who's performed nationally and even internationally. Betsy, good to have you too. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks. We're also joined by Paul Wenske. He's been participating for more than 10 years. and He's in the process of writing a history about the Rural Grid Happy Hour. And he just happens to be a colleague of mine from my days at the Star. And I guess that's what we do. We write stuff. We got to write a history of this thing because you just can't participate yeah, in it. Right, Paul? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Can't stop. Kim, you've been organizing the Rural Grit Happy Hour for a quarter century now. Congratulations on the anniversary, and does it feel like it's been that long? Sometimes it does. <laughs> As a matter of fact. As a yeah. matter of fact, but other times it doesn't. It's, you know, time goes quickly, Yeah, especially do, when you're having fun. How did the whole thing get started in the first place? Uh, it started because there was a, we had Rural Grit records and productions, and we had some bands that we wanted to showcase in a way. And we had done some larger shows, like six-hour shows at the Grand Emporium. Hmm. And Roger Neighbor, the right. owner at the Grand Emporium, um, asked us if we were interested in doing a weekly show. And we were like, absolutely, we could showcase our people. Wow. Where did the name come from? The name comes from the band that started Real Grit, which is Trouble in Mind. And they were trying to come up with a name for their label. And they came up with the name Real Grit because you use grit to feed chickens. And they're, you know, real kids. <laughs> there you go. Just as simple as that, eh? Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> well, Betsy, you call the type of music you focus on roots music. Explain exactly what that is. Oh, sure. Well, yes. Um, roots music is a lot of different approaches to um, and making tribute to music from earlier days, I think I would say. And for myself, I, I, I'm more of a, a lean toward what we call old time music, which is one of the predecessors of, of bluegrass, for example. Um, but roots music is a little bit bigger umbrella. And so you might find early country blues or other types of uh, rural music, the old time, the, the, um, whether it's played by one person or a group. And, uh, you know, it's all of this music comes from so many different places. So the mm. roots go way beyond, you know, and it, and it also just encompasses and welcomes so many people from different approaches. You know, maybe in a sense, Betsy, you've already answered this, but a sentence on Rural Grit's website says that rural gritters are linked by the belief that artists from the past laid down a foundation to be enhanced and built upon. What does that mean to you? It's perfect. I mean, it yeah. allows us to uh, pay tribute to music and, and musicians, artists from the past that we never would have met, you know, they're long gone. And it also welcomes people with something fresh to say. Hmm. You know, you've been involved since just about the beginning, and I'm wondering what's kept you coming back all these years, even after becoming a nationally and international touring musician? Well, you know, I think when Brett Hodges in the piece that Hallie produced, and he said, you know, it's something different every time. Um, there's there's no same old, same old. And, um, and whether it's somebody who's been playing at Royal Grit for decades, or if it's somebody brand new, like Mark Smeltzer alluded to, the ones who aren't sure they want to be on stage. Yeah. That's where the great surprises can come. And it's just such a sense of community, even if it's someone you've just met. 
That community is really important, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Paul Wensky, what about you? What's kept you coming back over all these years? Well, it's much like uh, Betsy said, but there's a, there's a commonality, a community, uh, uh, a sense of welcomeness that uh, when you come there, you're, you're always uh, 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 welcomed and you engage and, and people embrace what you do. They support what you do. Uh, and if somebody new comes, uh, I think they're sort of bowled over by this uh, sense of warmth and community uh, of a lot of people that share in a love for this kind of music that yeah. Betsy was talking about. Well, what's your instrument and how did you get involved? Uh, I play the guitar and a little bit of banjo and then my wife plays uh, mandolin. Uh, it, our little thing <laughs> sort of revolves around my wife's voice though. I think that's the one thing that, that uh, uh, is good. But we got started a little bit uh, more than 10 years ago because like most other people, somebody told us about it. Mm -hmm. In fact, in this case, somebody took us there, and uh, I was I was really scared. And uh, he pulled me on stage to play with him, <laughs> and I was just I was just awful. But uh, when I got off, I just thought, man, I just got to get better. I got to come back and do this. I've never took part in anything that uh, uh, feels like you're performing, but at the same time, it's like a jam. And these people, uh, they want you to come back. They want, they, if you really care, they will embrace you. That's really great. We'll be back in just a minute. Let's back up just a little bit, Kim, for people who haven't been there before. How does the Rural Grit Happy Hour work? How does it work? Well, uh, depends on the night. Uh, so musicians come in and they... To tell me that they'd like to sign up for the night. If we have a featured artist, then we have people that I curate, put together before, in between, or after. If it's a theme night, like the night Hallie was there just this la last week, um, then I just ask them, you know, kind of if they're by themselves or with a group and kind of curate that, trying to create a show of some kind. We talk about theme nights. What are you talking about? What was the theme uh, this last week? Well, last week or this last Monday, it was Betsy's birthday show. And so we had Betsy's road trip mixtape. If you were going to play a song for her and put it on a mixtape for her to travel with, what would it be? Huh. Uh, but we have stuff like murder And people ballads. know that ahead of time? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, as well as you can. We plenty of times have people come in and go, I didn't know there was a theme. And then it's like, okay, what do you want to do on the fly? Or <laughs> how can you make it fit? <laughs> there is a sense of spontaneity here and doing things on the fly, right? That seems to be sort of a theme of this whole thing. Definitely. Especially on, uh, I would say the majority of musicians' favorite night is every third Monday we do duets and trios. And, and we'll we talk take... about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite theme that you've had over the years? Oh, gosh. I, I have no idea. Uh, several of my favorite themes. Uh, well, I love the murder ballads, but at transportation. Wait, murder ballads meaning songs written about someone who got off for one reason or yes, another. Yes, which is a huge tradition among old-time music and traditional Scottish and Irish music. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, Appalachian. What are some other themes? Uh, we've had transportation, outlaws. Uh, we did show tunes. Yeah. <laughs> transportation like what? Uh, then that's up to the artist. Like mm -hmm. maybe it's they do something about 
traveling down the road or cars or Mm -hmm. boats. Who knows? These boots were made for walking. (laughs) (laughs) Betsy, do you have a favorite theme that you've been a part of over the years? Kim's mentioned so many that I really remember, but there's one that didn't get said, which is guilty pleasures, uh, which is a lot of fun. Um, That can be interpreted many ways, right? Uh Uh, It might be a song that you've perhaps should be embarrassed to know and love, you know, or it could be uh, just something that you think, well, why would that person like that song, you know? And uh, um, I know that I have performed, um, I'll say it on air, I've performed The Devil Went Down to Georgia as a solo piece, singing with the fiddle at Guilty Pleasures Rural Grit. And, um, you know, I'm not ashamed to say it. It (laughs) (laughs) You're here to talk about it. That's right. That's right. Paul, you have a favorite theme over the years? I think one of the ones that I like is when uh, Kim likes to uh, have different eras compete, like the 60s versus 70s Mm. or 50s versus 40s. So then you have to go back and do a little research of what songs were were big then. And and then at the end, she has everybody vote as to... uh, uh, which era won? Yeah. And I gather you guys are looking ahead on the website uh, a few days in advance to see what the theme's going to be that week. Is that how it works? Usually Kim uses social media to get the word out, and that's a pretty vibrant community. So people tend to pay attention. There's email lists as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I- Kim, you mentioned this uh, theme that comes up every third Monday, and it's called Duets and Trios here. How does that, Betsy, how does that work? So, yeah, similar to any given night when people come in, especially if they've already been there or otherwise someone will guide them, but guide them to Kim and they get signed up. Okay, they say, I want to participate. And and their names get put in a, a, a virtual hat or whatever is handy. Um, and uh, and then the names get drawn randomly. So the first round is is duos. So two people are put together. They may be complete strangers. Wow. Maybe somebody's wow. first time. Or they uh-huh. may be, you know, people like me and Mark who've been playing music for 30 years or something now. So um, and then uh, uh, the then you scatter throughout the bar. And it's cacophony, or if it's nice weather, people spill out onto the sidewalk. Trying out to in figure front out the what brick. they're going to do. Yep. And they, they've got five ish minutes <laughs> to work on a number. And so obviously, no pressure goal, there. No pressure, but it's not yeah. about perfection. You know, mm-hmm. it's really about having fun. And so it's just cacophony. You know, people are just, you know, playing music all over the place. And then everybody's got to stop. You can't be practicing in the back of the bar when somebody's on stage. Okay. And so everyone appreciates what happens in the moment uh, for a round of duos. Then you do trios. Uh, Depending on how many people are there, you might get to quartets. And oftentimes uh, at the very end, it's two big bands. Um, And you get one more shot and it might be, you know, anywhere from 10 to sometimes 15 people in a, in a, in a group, probably more, you know? Um, and, uh, one of the things that happens, not just at duos and trios, but every show, that's really special at duos and trios where you've got like two big groups. The finale every time is a song called high step and country girl Mm -hmm. that Mark Smeltzer wrote. Maybe yeah. I'll have trouble in mind, Kim. Just yeah. Mark. And uh, it's it's like the ending theme song. So when you've seen little groups, duo, duo, trio, trio, quartets, quartets, big bands, and then everybody's crowded up on stage to do the final song. And we'll hear that final song in just oh, a little while here, too. <laughs> well, well, Kim, this notion of uh, what Bessie was just saying about perfection can't be the goal in these sort of spontaneous get-togethers you have there. 
that's a hard concept for a lot of musicians, isn't it? Because musicians want to be perfect. You're correct. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And that's one of the beautiful things about Mark Smeltzer uh, is that he really fosters that idea. Um, But it is. And and we have musicians that have come to try out the Real Grit Happy Hour and weren't happy because of that. And so Mm. they don't come back and participate. Hmm. And that's okay because we're not their bag. (laughs) Right, right. But... uh, it's a, yes, it's that taking a chance, taking that risk and just moving on. Well, let's listen to what taking that chance sounds like. This is a clip from a, a, a duo and trio event from back in June. Let's check it out. That's Paul Wensky involved. You remember pulling that thing together in just a few minutes' time? Uh, they're all so much ex- exciting, but but yeah, I, I can remember that. Uh, Did you feel good about the performance? I felt great because uh, the, this was one time that uh, y- y- you want to get with certain people. It, it makes it really fortunate when you're with some people that you really love and, and you know that their music's really good. But it's all up to Kim. And uh, this one particular night, she uh, ap- happened to pair me with uh, with my wife Nancy, uh-huh. and uh, I can't remember which filler it was. I think it was maybe uh, Lindsay. I'm not sure. And it was a trio, and uh, we practiced, and it was just sounded it just sounded so good. And you heard my wife's yeah. voice. Thank God you didn't hear mine. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, it, it's things like that 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 actually make it magic. You yeah. Know, that w- when you're up there and it starts to, uh, to 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 come together and and the and the room starts quieting down just right. a little bit. Right. And yeah. uh, it's it's just such a wonderful warm feeling. Well, Betsy, you've been performing for so many years. Do you ever find it intimidating to have to pull something together that quickly and get up and perform it? Ah, uh, nah. Um, we were talking about the idea of perfection, and I think I'm really lucky. Maybe partially a part of that could be from my long history playing with Mark Smeltzer and other folks like that. Um, I essentially have based a career of being imperfect. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, as a fiddler, there's not so much pressure on me. I, I kind of have it a little bit easier because... Why? Because you can sort of mess up and no one's going to know it? Well, hopefully so. Um, you know, because any note is doesn't have to be a wrong note. You know, you're on your way to a note you want to play, or then you use it again. But I, mainly because the fiddle is is not usually the rhythmic um, basis of a song. Um, now there is plenty of historical music where the fiddle is that and drives the song. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times, if somebody else is leading the song, well, I'm playing support, and a fiddle can come in and out you know, and dance around it. And I don't even have to think too much about it, I guess. You know, Paul, I'm wondering what makes this uh, Rural Grit happy hour so rare. I mean, do other cities, big cities have these kinds of things or is this unique to Kansas City? Any sense? I'm going to say it's unique to Kansas City for uh, a number of reasons. Uh, Yes, there have been uh, different um, 
nights like this and and a lot of uh, open mics, but nothing has lasted this long and nothing has remained as true to this Americana roots music yeah. as uh, uh, as Real Grit. Kim, how do you see it? Because you're the one who got this thing going. Uh, I see the, well, I know because we have a lot of touring musicians mm-hmm. from across the country uh, that we've met over the years and get referred to us for a Monday night gig. And they always are like, there's nothing like this out there. And these are people that tour all the time yeah. and they're in cities and they look for that. And we've had different touring musicians that are like, I want this in my town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel really good about that. <laughs> well, you know, after this broadcast, you're going to have a bigger crowd next Monday night. Are you I ready for so. that? I hope so. I hope the brick is. I yeah. know they are. <laughs> yeah. Hey, has the show, has it changed very much over the decades? Uh, it's It changed a lot after the first six months. The first six months we started, we were trying to do a traditional, here's your band, here's your band, here's your band. And we were like, this is not working. This mm. is not what we want. And... Uh, it was from a house party at Mark Stevenson's Duets and Trios happened. It was from a different after party uh, someplace else that we got the idea of theme nights. It was, yeah. you know, all this these ideas of how can we get them to kind of come together. And so the, the basic format and how we play together and what we do is kind of is pretty much the same. Yeah. So how big is the core group of regulars who show up most Mondays? I, uh, it changes. It's changed over time. Right. Um, so I'd say now we have a pretty steady core of about 20 to 30 people that are pretty regular. It, was there much of a root scene back 25 years ago when you guys started? No, that's one of the reasons we did this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there was, but it was hidden. I'd say it was hidden. Would Would you? Well, I think, um, yeah, maybe hidden, but also maybe had been a little bit forgotten, left behind. Like people like mm-hmm. Full Killer Folk yeah. uh, in earlier decades definitely had a scene where they'd have, yeah. you know, gatherings and concerts. But then it sort of drifted away a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm also struck that uh, the setup you guys use is pretty basic, just a single microphone. Is yes. that intentional? It is, yes. And that also came about from uh, the Grand Emporium days at the very beginning. It was, we had a sound engineer and then it was setting up individual mics and then we kept having all this dead air. That's what how we referred to it. And, and, it, and it was like there was just this whoosh of energy that happened and we wanted to keep the energy going. Mm-hmm. And so to do that, it was like, we've got to get them to talk to each other uh, musically. And the Wilders were using a single condenser mic and our friend Randy Wolf had recorded and was using that. And so we were like, let's try that. Wow. And then eventually we just went to the single mic, no monitors, no plugging in anything, talk to each other musically. Wow. And it helps keep everything moving and quickly. Yeah, Paul? There's one other phenomena that takes place because of that single mic. It allows other people to get up on stage. Uh, They might be turned on by the music for whatever reason. A bass player will jump up on the stage, pick up that uh, bass and start playing along, or a fiddle player. Before you know it, what started off as a duet or trio is has now about four or five people up there but with that single mic it accommodates everybody wow well i want to point out that the 25th anniversary shows of the rural grit happy hour they're taking place what this thursday friday saturday and monday at yes. the brick that's at 1727 mcgee 
And that's a place that's familiar to most of us, Paul, who used to toil at the Kansas City Star because that was the bar we all hung out at after a long, hard day at the shop. It's very different now. Is it very different now? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you want to compile a history of the Rural Grid Happy Hour? Well, 25 years is an awful long time uh, to keep something like this going. And the fact that uh, the community itself has continued uh, that long. And it also, you want to preserve and, and, and celebrate uh, the people that have been part of this. I mean, these people uh, are from amateurs to, uh, I would say, perfectionists like Betsy, you know, or people that have really <laughs> made it. There are some great stars that uh, come to, uh, to Rural Grit. And, and many of these people started at Rural Grit. They yeah. met the people that are in their group at Rural Grit. So it's, it's, it's a home place. And mm-hmm. so you want to honor that. Well, Kim, you mentioned that you uh, end every show more or less with the same song, Everybody Up On Stage. As we move closer to the end of our hour here, I'm hoping you can explain the story behind why that song's been used. Why the song's been used yeah. that we're using now, High mm-hmm. Steppin'. It, we used to have different songs, but our son, Mark and I's son, Noah, well, I think it, he was about three, Mark had written the song, and then it came Jubilee time, and he'd be like, High Steppin', High Steppin'. And we were like, okay. And then it just became incessant that he would, it didn't matter if we did another song, he'd always yeah. yell out High Steppin', so everybody just kind of was like, all right. And that just kind of went into that. Well, we're going to listen to that song now. And by all means, congratulations on 25 years. So That's quite a feat. I want to thank Kim Stanton, again, the organizer of the event. Betsy Ellis, a fiddler who's performed everywhere with her uh, instrument. And we're also joined by Paul Wenske, a participant for more than 10 years. He's writing a history of the Rural Grit Happy Hour. Here's that song, High Steppin'. And have a great celebration, guys. Appreciate you coming in. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you very much. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Lauren Texter. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.
Ah!